0: Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs of medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Jim Hammerand, filling in for Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We've got plenty of good stuff to dig in today. So what are we going to talk about, Sean? Well, today we'll talk about a
1: diagnostics partnership, a surgical robotics manufacturing partnership. A regulatory nod for a Johnson & Johnson surgical robot. Serious recall of stolen Medtronic laryngoscopes. And more layoffs in MedTech as Vicarious Surgical has some delays in its development timeline. So plenty
0: of surgical robotics on the docket today. Well, love that. Always interested in surgical robotics, minimally invasive procedures, miniaturization, all that good stuff. Uh, what's the first thing we need to know to start our day? The first
1: thing is that Day Zero Diagnostics is partnering with Oxford Nanopore on bloodstream infection diagnostics. Partnership aims to improve the diagnosis of bloodstream infections that are the leading cause of sepsis.
0: I've got to admit, I'm not terribly familiar with either of these companies. So can you tell us a little bit more about what each company brings to the table?
1: Sure. So, Day Zero Diagnostics develops diagnostics that utilize whole genome sequencing and AI to combat antibiotic resistant infections, which are on the rise right now. Oxford Nanopore offers a new generation of nanopore based molecular sensing technology.
0: Okay. And so, how are these two working together through this partnership?
1: So they plan to integrate and optimize a diagnostic system for use in clinical settings like hospitals with same-day identification and genomic-based antibiotic susceptibility profiling without the need for blood culture. Companies plan to pursue regulatory approvals with this, including with the FDA down the line. They're targeting a fully automated sample processing and sequencing workflow that fits the
0: needs of clinical hospital labs. Okay, and you were saying earlier there's some sort of uh, commercial wrinkle to this collaboration. Uh, What can you tell us about that? So in addition to combining diagnostic systems
1: and eventually pursuing FDA approvals, Day Zero Diagnostics already agreed to offer Oxford Nanopore-based sequencing and analysis commercially, adding it to its current family of lab services offered under its Epixact brand. This utilizes proprietary technology to help healthcare and life sciences organizations track and manage infection outbreaks.
0: All right, sounds like they're off to a fast start. What's up next on the list?
1: Next, Ascensus has a new manufacturing partner for its next generation surgical robot. Some positive updates for the company as it looks to bring a new robot to the market in the next couple of years.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, Ascensus, this is the uh, pediatric uh, robot platform. Is that right? Yes. So
1: the company has a couple of different platforms, but the Senhance has been used in pediatric settings like the Mayo Clinic before this next generation robot. Maybe used for pediatrics, but there's still a lot to learn about it.
0: Oh, very good. Very good. So who's the manufacturing partner and wh- what are they working on?
1: So Ascensus partnered with Flex for design and advanced manufacturing services for the Luna next generation robot. Under the agreement, Flex will provide a range of services across Luna's product lifecycle, aiming to enable Census to deliver the platform at scale and faster. So this includes design for manufacturing services to assess and improve Luna's manufacturability as well.
0: Okay. All right. So this is the next generation Luna platform. What's so special about that one? So, Census unveiled that Luna platform in
1: February as an integrated digital surgery solution with a next-generation surgical platform and instruments, plus real-time intraoperative clinical intelligence. It's got another component, a secure cloud platform that applies machine learning to deliver clinical insights. Census has previously said earlier this year that it has its sights set on FDA clearance for Luna in 2025. Okay. Any, uh, any updates on their uh, flagship product from Ascensus? Yeah, so more good news for that flagship Senhance surgical robotic platform. As the company confirmed, it sold a Senhance system to its distribution partner for placement in a pediatric hospital in the Commonwealth of Independent States, or CIS region, and that follows recent placements of Senhance systems in Germany, Japan, and as we mentioned before, the Mayo Clinic in the U.S. for pediatric stuff.
0: Okay, very good, very good. And you said there was uh, more uh, surgical robotics news in the lineup today? That's right. Johnson & Johnson MedTech picked up a regulatory nod for its
1: Monarch platform in China. More positive surgical robotics news for J&J following its Otava update that we spoke about last week.
0: Okay, great. So this uh, Chinese approval, why is that significant?
1: Well, So the approval makes Monarch the first minimally invasive robotic-assisted technology approved for peripheral lung procedures in China. It's also the first J&J MedTech robotic-assisted technology to receive regulatory approval in China, and it's the first such milestone for Monarch outside the U.S.
0: Okay, and this uh, Monarch system, what, what does it do
1: exactly? Well, J&J acquired Monarch when it bought Oris for $3.4 billion about four years ago, a little over four years ago now, entering into the robotic surgery market then. The system already held FDA clearance for bronchoscopy, which is what it was cleared for in China. And last year, it also picked up clearance in the U.S. for endourological procedures. The company designed the system to provide visualization and access to adult patient airways for bronchoscopic procedures. It includes diagnostic and therapeutic procedures, enabling the use of minimally invasive robotic-assisted technology for those peripheral lung procedures to improve the ability to access small, hard-to-reach peripheral lung nodules at an earlier stage with greater precision.
0: Well, that's great, Sean. What did uh, J&J's leaders have to say about this uh, latest news?
1: Will Song, the president of J&J MedTech China, said the approval leaves Monarch poised to aid physicians as they fight what he said is one of the most prevalent and deadly diseases in the country in lung cancer. Adrian Whitford, the president of Monarch at J&J, said that expanding the reach of flexible robotic-assisted devices for lung procedures to countries around the world is part of the company's vision to deliver breakthrough technology that improves clinical outcomes for patients fighting diseases like lung cancer.
0: Well, that Chinese market's been a tough one for a lot of medtech developers, so good to see another one getting a uh, foothold in China, and we'll have to keep an eye out on how their uh, commercialization efforts uh, proceed there. What
1: do we have up next? Next, we have the FDA deeming the recall of stolen Medtronic laryngoscopes as class one, the most serious kind. A quite surreal situation, if I can be honest with you. Third parties selling stolen, defective Medtronic devices is certainly a new, new situation to me.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, this was on the podcast, I think, last month. Uh, Can you offer a little bit of a refresher on this one? Sure. So in October, Medtronic warned
1: on stolen defective McGrath Mac video laryngoscopes offered for sale by unauthorized third parties. It initiated a recall as a result of those stolen defective products and informed the public of the illegal offering of the devices through various social media platforms. Affected products failed to pass Medtronic's rigorous tests established for the product, and the company did not release them for sale, distribution, or importation.
0: So how many devices are affected by this recall? This number, does that mean how many of these devices are out there kind of on the black market?
1: More or less, yes. The FDA notice said that the recall affects 5,709 devices in the U.S. that were distributed between July 5th, 2019 and July 14th, 2022. Medtronic's COVIDian business initiated the recall on September 28th of this year.
0: All right. Well, buyer beware. And are there any details in this uh, latest FDA notice that uh, we weren't aware of when this story first broke last month? Yeah. So we, we had an
1: inkling of what the social media platforms were that they were being sold on. But according to the FDA, they found defective laryngoscope sales occurring on Facebook Marketplace. And after the theft of those models was discovered, some devices were retrieved and a Facebook Marketplace post was taken down. But the FDA said that the where the devices were distributed remains unknown. The agency said it received no complaints regarding the device issue so far. Medtronic indicated no reports of injuries or death related to it, but the FDA notice said that all defects and failure models aren't known to the firm because they were stolen from the intended scrap.
0: All right, I think we're uh, up to our uh, top story of the day. What do we got, Sean? We have vicarious surgical has
1: pushed back its surgical robots development timeline and confirmed more layoffs so more layoffs in medtech we've been covering a lot in the past few weeks i'd say as well as some less stellar developments for a promising surgical robotics company
0: all right yeah that's really disappointing I remember talking with some of their executives and really sound like they had some some innovative uh developments there so let's start with that surgical robotic what's the update on there well in april Vicarious
1: completed a design freeze for its version 1.0 surgical robotic system, saying in its second quarter earnings results that it planned for integration and build of system units for this fall. Having received some input from the FDA, the company had high expectations. They wanted to begin first in human trials midway through next year and plan for de novo clearance filing in fiscal 2025. But in the company's third quarter earnings results, co-founder and CEO Adam Sachs outlined a new timeline for that robot, now expecting to complete the build and integration in fall of next year, you're marking early to mid-2026 for an FDA de novo submission. So pushing the timeline back about 12 to 18 months.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's going to be hard to do with fewer people. Let's, uh, let's talk about the layoffs. Uh, they already announced layoffs earlier this year. So what's going on with this round?
1: Yeah, so in February, Vicarious announced plans to reduce its workforce by about 14%, citing reducing cash burn and boosting R&D spending as the drivers behind the decision. But on the company's third quarter earnings call, Sachs explained the latest changes to the organization's makeup, saying the company made pretty significant cuts to both its team and external spending. Its first layoffs targeted non-R&D functions, but the latest significantly impacted R&D functions and outsourced R&D spending. He said on the call that he didn't have the exact numbers in front of him, but noted that Vicarious began 2023 with around 230 employees. And that number is
0: now closer to 130. What are you uh, hearing from analysts who cover this company?
1: BTIG analysts downgraded Vicarious from buy to neutral following the latest updates, saying we're not fans of downgrading when shares are at a low, especially trading below cash as Vicarious is currently facing delisting. But with timelines for development extended another 12 to 18 months in order to preserve cash, the analysts say it's best to move to the sidelines until the company can retire all of its development risk. They said it's walking a very tight rope with limited resources and limited room for error. And what stood out to me from the analyst statement was this one line where they said, simply put, Robots are hard to create, and Medtronic can attest to this. I just think that that sort of acknowledgement of the difficult circumstances means it's not yet time to panic, but we'll definitely be watching Vicarious to see what happens.
0: Robots are hard, ain't that the truth? Well, tough to end on a little bit of a down note, but uh, I think that's all we have for today.
1: That's right. And as always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at
0: massdevice.com slash podcast. And make sure to connect with uh, both of us online as well. I'm on LinkedIn at Jim Hammerand. What about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S E A N, Hooly W H O O L E Y. Well, great, Sean. Uh, thanks again for having me here today. Uh, one more reminder, please, everybody, subscribe to the Mass Device Fast 5, wherever you listen to podcasts, and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. And thanks for listening. <music>